Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bizarre Tales. On today's episode, I thought we could take a look at some of the dark origins behind some of the everyday phrases that we like to use, but when it comes down to it, we have no idea where they came from or what the actual meaning is. Some of the phrases I'm going to talk about today, we actually use a lot of the time. And it may surprise you to find out that some of these phrases come from a very dark time in history. So without further ado, let's start with the first one. The first phrase on my list is often said to someone who is expected to speak, but for some reason they've forgotten what they want to say or are stuck for words. And the phrase is, cat got your tongue. Now, I'm sure we all have used this saying at some point. I know I have. For example, a few days ago, I bought one of my favorite chocolate bars. It was dark chocolate with a soft orange cream in the middle, and I placed it into the fridge until later. And when I went to eat it later, I noticed it had vanished. I knew exactly who had eaten it because there's only one other person in this house who likes these chocolate bars more than I do, and that is my daughter. So jokingly, I asked her, have you eaten my chocolate bar? And she just stared at me and she didn't speak, trying her best to look innocent. And then I used the phrase, what's the matter? Cat got your tongue. (laughs) I used this phrase, but I had no idea of its origin. So where did this phrase begin? Well, there are actually two possibilities. It may have originated out at sea when the captain of a ship would whip a sailor for his wrongdoings and he would use a cat o' nine tails on the poor man. The cat o' nine tail was a whip with nine separate straps attached and each strap had three knots tied into it. And it was a particularly brutal form of punishment. When the cat o' nine tails was used, it would often tear strips of flesh from the men's backs. And it was said that after the man had received his flogging, he would be speechless after Hence the phrase, cat got your tongue. But this version may be a little unreliable. Another theory is that the phrase came from the time of the witch trials, when people genuinely believed in witches that could shapeshift into cats and steal the tongues of anyone who had discovered their real identity. But it is believed that the phrase more than likely was born in ancient Egypt, when anyone who was deemed to have spoke out of line about the government or even worse religion would be punished by having the tongues cut out from their mouths and then it was fed to the cats. And it's safe to say that they didn't talk in such a manner again. And it also ensured that no one else would ever speak ill of royalty or religion again. The next phrase we're going to delve into, I have always presumed, was from the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. 
But I was very, very wrong. The phrase I'm talking about is as mad as a hatter. In the 18th century, the hat making business was actually responsible for a serious illness that was spread around hat makers themselves. Many of the hats were made from fur pelts, but before the fur could be used, it was treated with a substance named mercury nitrate, which was resulting in so many people in the profession having unexplained tremors, speech problems and hallucinations, as well as other ailments. And this actually went on for quite some time, until the 1940s, when mercury was officially banned from the hat-making process. And it is said, this is where the phrase came from, because the people who were making the hats were literally mad hatters. Now, have you ever heard the phrase riding shotgun? This is a phrase that you may use if you wish to sit in the passenger seat of a car when going out for a ride. So, if there's a group of you, and you don't want to sit in the back, you say, I'm riding shotgun. Well, it didn't always mean this. It literally meant, I'll be riding up front with a shotgun. It is believed that this phrase was born in the Old West. Back in those days when a coach was travelling with something valuable, a second person would sit beside the driver with a shotgun on his lap, just in case anyone decided to steal from the coach whilst it transported its cargo. Or if any wild animals attacked, a blast from the shotgun could most certainly make them think twice, if they were still alive to do so. So actually, when you think about it, the phrase riding shotgun isn't that different from its origin story. You know, minus the actual shotgun and the cargo robberies. Now, I'm sure that you've all had something really important that needs doing with a certain amount of agreed time, whether that be in schoolwork or an important piece of work for your job, and you was given a deadline to get the job finished. But where exactly did the phrase deadline come from? Well, way back in the Civil War, a deadline would be the name given to a border that was surrounding a prison. This border was normally a ditch dug into the ground, and it was commonly known between the prisoners that if they were to try and escape and make it past a ditch, they would be shot dead. And this ditch was known as a deadline. And it is also said that some prisoners would purposely run towards the deadline to be shot dead, to escape squalor and inhumane conditions that they were being kept in. Over the years, the phrase deadline somehow become more associated with time, rather than a prisoner of war meeting his end in a ditch. Now, I'm sure at some point in your life you have come across a deceitful person who has eventually showed you their true nature of their ways and their true character. And you may say that this person has at last shown their true colours. But where did this phrase originate? Well, to find the origin of this phrase, we have to once again go back on the high seas when pirates would approach a ship that they wanted to attack. And the way they would do this is by flying a fake flag. A friendly flag, so that any other ship would not fear them. And when the pirate ship come closer, close enough to attack, the fake flag would come down and the pirate flag would go up. At this point, the ship had shown its true colours. So it would seem that the phrase has actually held on to its true meaning. Well, in a way. Now, if you are particularly pleased by something, you may say, I'm pleased as punch, which for some reason I always associated with the drink. But the origin story of this phrase actually comes from the popular puppet show which was introduced in England in 1662, and that show is Punch and Judy. And the story has changed considerably since 1662. In the show's early days, the story that was portrayed by the puppeteers was a very dark and morbid tale that was thought of as entertainment. In the very, very early versions of the play, the character Punch would even mistreat or even kill his baby, and then go on to kill his wife and the police officer. 
and then cackle with glee while saying, that's the way to do it. And so back in those days, if you just so happened to be very, very happy, people would say that you were happy as Punch, as Punch in the play Punch and Judy. And that is where it is believed the phrase happy as Punch has its dark origins in the very traditional play that can still be enjoyed today, but without the murder. Now, have you ever heard the phrase, paying through your nose for something? It's definitely a strange one. For example, say that there's a certain item on eBay that you've had your eye on for some time and you really do not want to miss the opportunity to win this item. So you end up paying a little bit more for it. Some people might say that you were paying through your nose for it. It's definitely a strange one. And the possible origin story of this phrase is even stranger. The phrase may have come from way back in the 9th century when the Danes invaded Ireland and imposed a tax on the people. And if the Irish did not pay their taxes, a very cruel punishment would be inflicted upon them. Historically, this is now known as the Nose Tax, where the Viking intruder would take his sharpest blade and slit the nostrils of the tax dodger all the way up to the eyebrows. This created a nasty reminder of what happens when you don't pay and a warning to everybody else. They were literally paying through their noses. Now the next phrase is gone to pot. Let me try and put this in some kind of scenario. Let's say that you have plans and for whatever reason those plans fall through and they did not go the desired way. You could say that your plans went to pot. Now there are a few theories on the origin of this phrase such as an animal being hunted and killed and cut into pieces and then placed in a big pot and boiled, or in some extreme cases, even boiling people to death in pots as a form of punishment. You would say that they have gone to the pot. Although the phrase probably come from the 16th century when people would take scraps of meat and bone from a meal and reuse it the following day. And if anyone inquired where the scraps of meat and bone had gone, the other person would probably say, it has gone to the pot. And this is probably where the phrase gone to pot initially came from. Now, the last phrase on my list today is saved by the bell. And the first thing that came to my mind was a 90s sitcom that was set in a high school. You know the one with Zach and Screech and Kelly. But it has nothing to do with that TV show. The phrase saved by the bell is commonly used when you feel you have to be saved from doing something that you didn't want to do by an interruption. But the origin is much darker and morbid. Many believe the phrase has its roots in the fear of being buried alive. As far back as the 16th century, it has been documented that many people have been falsely presumed dead and buried alive. This absolutely terrified most people, and the thought of waking up in your coffin was like a nightmare come true. And so many people requested that before they were buried, their heart was cut from their chest, or that their wrists were cut and they could bleed out before being buried. This included Hans Christian Andersen, who requested that his veins were cut before burial. Even George Washington feared being buried alive, requesting not to be placed in the vault until two days after his death. In later years, a contraption was built to ensure that it was possible to let others know if you had been buried alive. And this contraption was called the Improved Burial Case or the Safety Coffin. The design was registered in 1868. The coffin would be made of clear glass so the occupant could be seen clearly and saved if he or she was somehow alive. As well as this, there was a string inside the coffin that ran from piping which ran to the surface and was attached to a bell. And if for some reason the person was not dead and they woke up buried alive, they could simply pull the string 
and the bell would ring six feet above the fresh soil, alerting anyone who just so happened to be passing by and resulting in the person being saved by the bell. However, there is no record of this coffin ever being made or used, and this theory may or may not be true. It is actually more likely that the phrase was coined in the 19th century after a newspaper wrote an article on a boxing match regarding a boxer who was seconds away from defeat at least half a dozen times before winning the fight. And according to the reporter who was covering the fight, the boxer was very lucky and saved by the bell. So there you have it, some interesting phrases with some really interesting origin stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly enjoyed researching it. And don't forget, if you would like to reach out to the show, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. And that's where I keep you updated on the podcast. Or you can just come and say hi. If you enjoy Bizarre Tales, I would be really grateful if you could spend a few minutes writing me a review. And if you're not subscribed, click that button. And lastly, you can also watch the YouTube version of Bizarre Tales in video format. I will include all the relevant links in the podcast description. So until next time, take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you very, very soon for another Bizarre Tales. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye.